Welcome to this episode of Confessions of an ENTP. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph, and Happy New Year. It's been, uh, it's been an interesting year, 2020, as uh, the powers that be, the elite, call it uh, year zero. And we are entering, or have not technically, from, astrological, uh, from an astrological point of view, uh, entered into year one. Uh, the um, beginning of the age of Aquarius, as the uh, New Age uh, peoples and the Theosophists and everything have been so vehemently hoping for over uh, the last two centuries or so, maybe three centuries. I think that doctrine has been preached pretty he pretty heavily since uh, the 1800s. So, folks, welcome to the age of Aquarius. I don't really give a damn about astrology, but uh, other people do. Just because um, I talk about certain things doesn't exactly mean I believe it. Doesn't mean I care. But I do know that other people care, and I know that other people's beliefs affect me. Whether or not I agree with it or not. That's the thing. Why is it? that I often see people, TI users, FI users, it doesn't matter, where it's like, oh, this belief system, I don't believe it, and then they just completely dismiss it. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a thing such that people do believe it, which means they're going to make decisions, they're going to make judgments, with their judging functions about those belief systems. And then as a result, their decisions will create consequences, consequences that will affect you, right? So why not? Why not, um, you know, prepare yourself for such things? That's why, you know, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to believe me. I don't care if you agree with me or believe me just like i don't care about the size of this audience i really don't because it would make no difference to me if there was only one person here on the stream listening to me or the amount of people that are listening to me now this on the final day of the year also the first day of the year the first day according to you know the current times, the current structure of our times, even though very soon the current structure of the times will be completely changed. You know, year zero, year one, right? Within the dawn of this new age that we are living in. Do not be so dismissive of other people's beliefs, folks. And I'm not telling you to accept their beliefs either. But do not be so dismissive. For if you are dismissive, then you are opening yourself up to ignorance. And that ignorance will leave you blind, potentially in a hole, potentially in a place that you cannot escape, potentially under the power and influence of other people because you dismissed their beliefs. And because of that, you did not educate yourself with their belief system. And then all of a sudden you find yourself subject to it 
I tell you the truth. One such belief system that used to exist, for example, within the United States of America and in other aspects of Western society is returning. This is the belief system known as segregation. I remember a time when I was taught in school about these things called Jim Crow laws. Jim Crow laws are coming back. Jim Crow laws, but not, not in the form that we currently, you know, are aware of, like, um, or have experienced, you know, between white people and black people. No, no, we won't, we won't have such archaic, uh, distinctions, you know, just like the, uh, archaic ex distinctions of civilized men coming from the old world into the new world and seeing the natives lacking in clothing saying you're so uncivilized you are a savage and tra treated them uh, like they were subhuman you know or as much as western society looks upon the eastern society or middle eastern society where women wear headscarves and are fully clothed or covered from head to toe and we uh, you know and then we who our women are not so covered and fully clothed are saying that they are uncivilized can you guys not see how arbitrary society actually is can you already see um how it is like but segregation is coming it's coming again but what form will it take i tell you the truth it will be between the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated the people who will bow before the establishment and those who don't you know and yet the establishment itself is just completely arbitrary it's so interesting when you talk about these vaccines and whatnot and you have ti heroes like uh john w brisson of fixyourgut.com saying oh yeah that vaccine you know at best it's ineffective like the flu shot at worst it's harmful like the flu shot fair enough you know the point is believe what you want but i will not dismiss your beliefs i listen very intently to the beliefs of other people because if i don't I will find myself a victim, a victim of the new Jim Crow laws. It'll be far worse even, you know, for the African-Americans or the, um, for, or the people of color within Western society who choose to not take the vaccine to find themselves once again segregated against and treated like they're subhuman, treated like they are second-class citizens. Has our race not learned? anything have we not learned any lessons folks this society is utterly pathetic it is absolutely pathetic and it is so arbitrary hypocrites this society is full of hypocrites you don't believe me you don't believe me that we're literally creating a caste system right before our eyes oh you're just some dirty conspiracy theorist no 
I'm a realist and I'm a, a student of history and I'm extrovert intuition hero and I could wield prescience and it's not that hard for someone like me to predict the future that is coming for us. Are you folks even paying attention or are you just so easy, easily dismissing my beliefs, right? Because I won't dismiss yours because your beliefs definitely affect me, right? Is that not what Henry David Thoreau was trying to warn us when he wrote Civil Disobedience? Have any of you even bothered to read Civil Disobedience? I recommend it. Henry David Thoreau, one of the greatest ISTJs of history. He also wrote Walden, an excellent book. Please read Civil Disobedience. It's also the foreword, the introduction to the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. I also recommend it there as well. These great men. So it's like, um, you know, a new world of, uh, you ever play that game Papers, Please? Folks, that is your future. And it's coming around the corner. Are you ready to bend the knee? Are you ready? So interesting seeing how so many people's arbitrary beliefs often make people try to bend the knee. I've even witnessed it with my own family. My own family who, when they bend the knee, bend the knee to a cultist church and by the influence of an ENFP pastor who convinced the top, I don't know, seven families who were at the rank of elder, the elder families of, of our cultist church where he pressured them into all signing their names to, uh, you know, co-sign on a, on a loan for a new church building. And then they prayed, right? They prayed for it. They prayed over it, right? They all bought it. And they all bit it. The two families, the two families who or technically had more in assets than the other ones, which was technically my family was the second most. We were the ones that the bank did not release, but the bank released everybody else in terms of the liability. At a minimum, my father was out 330 grand. And that decision was a huge lesson that he learned and uh, definitely affected me consequences of his NI choice created SE experiences, SE burdens, SE consequences on me. And for what? His TE demon beliefs? Hmm? So I suggest you folks not conduct yourselves in such a way where you are so ignorant to dismiss the beliefs of other people around you. Because I promise you, while they may not affect you right now in front of your face, they do affect you later in other forms through NE consequences. And very soon, they will come to you in the form of SE reactions in your face. I tell you the truth, this is your future for everyone who watches this stream right now. If you do not heed my words, well, that's on you. You know, if you correct a fool, he will hate you. How many of you hate me? 
but if you correct a wise man, he will love you. It's funny, actually, I was asked earlier today by um, a person um, who was uh, in, in Facebook Messenger about why I allow so many ignorant people to post in the Facebook public chat about misleading ideas, you know, about MBTI and all of this and that. And I'm like, because I'm not going to create an echo chamber, dude. Like, seriously. Let the challenge of the community come to the community and from the community so that everyone within the community can gain the benefit of that challenge. Conflict. The conflict of the challenge of competing ideas eventually leads to people being um, less ignorant, right? Ignorance being the worst disease that plagues our race. And it's that ignorance that leads to things like fatherlessness and, and the like. So please be less ignorant. I tell you the truth, I do not consider myself wiser than all of you or any of you within this audience. I do not. As if some of you look at upon me right now as if I'm speaking above you or speaking, you know, like, like I'm looking down on you. I'm not. I do not consider myself better than anyone here. Anyone here can do what I have done. Anyone here can draw the same conclusions. Anyone can walk my footsteps or walk their own footsteps. It does not matter just as much as I could walk any of theirs. There's unlimited potential here. There's unlimited fate. When you have so many people in one place, all of their individual NI fates, regardless of where your NI is within your function stack, all exist collectively here before us now. And that has unlimited potential. It's the reason why ISTJs, for example, really struggle with going out in public places because their any inferior is afraid of all of that potential stored in one place. And it's something that must be hedged against, something that must be protected, right? As much as those SJ, you know, jokers, SJ boomers who rule us from on high in Congress, right? You know, so make sure, make sure you figure it out. So yes, we are all hypocrites, as Melissa Walker said it. Yes, we are all hypocrites. I am a hypocrite. I'm not better than you. I'm not better than anyone here. Nor do I ever think I am. It's so interesting how my critics are always telling me how arrogant I am. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess, you know, being a TI user makes me arrogant, but let me tell you something I don't have. I can admit to arrogance. I absolutely can. But I will not admit to having a superiority complex. I do not. I do not. I am just a man. Do not worship me. I am not God. I am not like a god i'm not becoming a god enlightenment does not become does not make a man a god i'm a man i'm a puzzle piece i am incomplete because i'm a man so do not put me on a pedestal i do not belong on a pedestal it's funny um i offered a, a man earlier this week to um join the men's group the csj men's group and uh he told me no because he said it's a cult and i said 
I could see how you see that, but the definition of a cult would require that if we are a cult, that that means you would not have the freedom to leave. And I told him, like, look, man, the truth is you can choose to do whatever you want. Any hero is not going to take your choice away. You can choose to leave anytime. You know, my purpose here is to put an end to fatherlessness and give people a future and a hope, right? My purpose here is to turn the hearts of children to their fathers and turn the hearts of fathers to their children in order to prevent a great catastrophe that's literally around the corner for the society. A catastrophe that oftentimes people who have talked about the age of Aquarius and have their beliefs about the age of Aquarius, those people have um, talked about that catastrophe that's coming. Or you could just look at Strauss and Howe theory if you don't want to get all mystical about it and learn about the fourth turning. That catastrophe, folks, we are standing on the precipice, and in order to avoid taking the deep plunge, I recommend that all of you repent. And repent of your ignorance, as I try to do every single day. It's funny, you know, I used to, in my stupidity, Back in the day, I used to, you know, be this hardcore Christian person, and I don't really consider myself a Christian anymore. I used to, um, I used to pray for the stupidest things: cars, women, money, all these sensual things. I regret it. I'm ashamed of it. I I feel guilty about it. I hate that part of me. I abhor who I was. So depraved. That's not to say that there aren't pieces of me that aren't depraved now. I always have to fight depravity every single day of my life because SI inferior. You know, I have to fight that. Um, just like I have to fight insincerity, which ultimately is what this live stream is about. But the depravity and, I, and regretting who I was, it just shows you, you know, these, these are my flaws. This is me standing like <laughs> Edward Cullen, you know, before a crowd of people in the sunlight and exposing himself to all of them. You know, I'm not, I'm not better than you at all. I just learned how to take my suffering and turn it into something utilitarian and turn it into utility, utility to benefit others. That's all. When I pray now, I pray for wisdom. Folks, wisdom comes uh, wisdom comes at a cost. Um, because the cost of wisdom is suffering. So if you pray for wisdom, you're actually praying for suffering. You know, I also learned how to pray for humility. And then when praying for humility, what is the cost of humility? It's humiliation. I'm humiliated every day. I'm humiliated by this audience. I am humiliated by my Facebook public group. I am humiliated by comments, text messages, constantly. 
I'm also thanked and shown gratitude as well. I get both ends of the spectrum. And regardless, I'm thankful for all of it. I'm very thankful. Even the negative parts, I'm thankful. My life didn't start to change for the better until I started prioritizing wisdom and humility and strength of character and these kinds of things. Instead of, you know, chasing after my sensual desires, right? That's not to say that I still don't do that sometimes because I am SI inferior and I got to fight the depravity all the time. The, the, I carry the risk of me, with me all the time. But, you know, it's, it is a difficult, uh, a difficult thing. Wayne H., you could still become Iron Man. <laughs> so to define humility as Andra... Uh, has uh, asked in the uh, chat. Um, I will. Uh, I will uh, define it. Humility is not thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to, and not thinking of yourself more lowly than you ought to. At the same time, that is the definition of humility. It's really hard to do for an fi trickster. It's also really hard to do for an fe trickster. Think about that. You know, yes, correlation is not causation. Uh, so, but it's because of these things that, um, you know, one must understand. You know, FI Trickster, it's hard for FI Trickster, you know, being an ENTP, it's hard for FI Trickster to really prioritize the right things. And it's so easy for an SI inferior to prioritize um, their sensual desires over things that should be prioritized. And oftentimes this leads to alienation. It leads to rejection. Rejection by other people. It leads to a state of undesirability to the point where the SI inferior, be it an ENTP or even an ENFP, because of that risk of depravity, that uh, the ENTP ends up being exiled or rejected or completely turned away from like consistently all the time and that can be a serious problem because they lack desirability there's nothing desirable about an si inferior who thinks themselves more highly than they ought to there's nothing desirable about an si inferior who thinks themselves more lowly than they ought to there's nothing desirable about an si inferior who lacks wisdom. There is nothing desirable about these people. And because of that, no one desires them in that state. And then because no one wants them 
it creates the negative because the negative aspect of any hero no one wanting them because si inferior is already promoting negative traits about themselves any hero is cultivating negativity externally which then causes si inferior to become bitter and it's that bitterness that causes it just makes it even worse and then like water constantly flowing in all directions somebody has to be willing to stop the flow i remember being on my knees in an apartment i was 27 i was alone i had just freshly wasn't homeless anymore for the third time so i was living out of my car after i had taken my wife and children to live with her parents and i was literally living on a prayer and i had to somehow convince these people to hire me at this hospital and i did and i did at great risk to myself to do so because the first offer they made to me i refused because that offer would i wouldn't be able to cover my expenses Luckily, they counter-offered with an additional $5,000 a year, and then I was able to cover my expenses. It was a huge risk on my part, because I was desperate, and I was homeless, and I had nothing. But I did it. And it's one of, it was the first time in my life that, even with FI Trickster, I stood up for my own self-worth at that moment. But I remember after getting that apartment, being so alone, feeling so alienated because of how depraved I was because of how selfish I was, how self-centered I was in that regard. Because I was either loving my neighbor without loving myself, or I was focused completely on myself without loving my neighbor. You see, you can't do either or, you have to do both simultaneously. I didn't understand that. I remember being on my hands and knees and crying out to God in absolute misery and depression. Some of the worst depression I ever had in my life about like just do something and it was at that moment i realized that i was an absolute fool i realized i was a fool and i stopped praying for the cars and the money and the women and all the bullshit and i started asking instead for wisdom and that's when I came to realize that wisdom is the most valuable thing. It's the most costly thing. I think costly is uh, the appropriate thing. I think those words about the definition of wisdom within uh, contained within the book of Proverbs as written by King Solomon, I think uh, saying that it's very costly because the cost of wisdom is suffering is so important. But then it didn't, it didn't end there it went even further so water needs to be contained tell that to bruce lee so so instead um it's kind of interesting you know looking for wisdom I'm an Aquarius, it's considered the water bearer, right? The wisdom bearer. So interesting. An air sign, because it has to confer the wisdom that can, is contained within the jar that holds the water, the wisdom that it has. So interesting that 
you know, I, I behave like an Aquarius as much as they predict I'm an Aquarius. But even though I don't put much stock into astrology at all, yet my behavior exactly matches as it says. It's so weird. So. If water doesn't flow, then there will be death. Andra in the uh, chat speaks the truth. So I um, thank you, Andra, for assisting me in uh, standing my ground here. So why is this relevant? Why is this relevant to this particular Confessions of an ENTP? The reason why is, is because I need to help you guys understand the backstory behind what the mask is, where it comes from, the virtue and vice of the ENTP, which is sincerity versus insincerity, and how is it possible that lying could actually be a virtue? Because the thing is, though, is that when you look at the external world, the extroverted world, and the extroverted world oftentimes is extremely arbitrary, you know, and you can do this if you study biology. Uh, we have, we as human beings have so many arbitrary things in this life that are so arbitrary and not actually based on reality. There's no real to it. You know, like, um, you know, if I, let's see if I actually have one of the most arbitrary things here on my desk. Maybe I do. Oh, yes. Here is one of the most arbitrary things I have ever seen. This. This is an American greenback, a $5 bill. This note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. Yeah, but it's also completely and utterly fake. The only thing that actually supports this is a belief and nothing more. It's just TE, arbitrary. This doesn't actually exist. It's just a belief. This is why you can't dismiss people's beliefs, folks, because beliefs have power. No one understands that more than like an ENFP because anything can be true. Anything could be false. It's all about what you believe, right? It's all about what you believe. This is probably one of the biggest issues that I have personally struggled with. I was having a conversation earlier this week with a fellow ENTP who found himself in a bit of trouble because he was honest, because he was sincere. He had his sincerity virtue out and he got punished, uh, punished and rejected and dejected as a result of him being honest, telling the truth, right? It's a problem. It's a serious problem. It's all very, very arbitrary. Yeah, you may say that, uh, Dumbledore, but the day is coming and it's coming soon where you'll have all the empirical evidence that you need that this exists. And I don't care if you believe that or not. It's also not my responsibility to convince you. Yet here you are spending your time and attention on me. Fine. Go ahead. Your actions don't match your words. That's my point. See, everything is so arbitrary. And I realize that because of how arbitrary everything is, 
life is separated into two different ways of approaching it. And I think, you know, from a neutral standpoint, you could separate people uh, into two different groups. And that are the people who prefer comforting lies and people who prefer unpleasant truths. Now, throughout my life, I will admit the majority of my life, at least up until the point I was my 27th birthday, I definitely was a comforting lie person. I was holding on to the uh, comforting lie of my religion and the comforting lie of my marriage and the comforting lie of my parenthood, the comforting lie of my church, the comforting lie of my family, the comforting lie of all this arbitrary bullshit in my life. The comforting lie that would keep me from being the pariah, the comforting lie that would keep me from actually obtaining happiness as a person, especially being an ENTP so arbitrary. I was living my life so arbitrarily at that moment. It's pretty, um, it's pretty lame. And that arbitrary life of mine, uh, I realized that I was in shackles. It is written, the truth will set you free, right? So then I freed myself for the first time when my hands touched the breasts of a stripper the second they made contact i had an epiphany and it was the first time i was ever a strip club in vegas um, i actually slightly talk about that transforming experience in the lecture the way of the human being in season 17 i think it's season 17 episode three and in that episode i'm actually in vegas um reliving that uh, scenario. No, I did not go back to the strip club, but I was still in the Planet Hollywood Hotel Casino. I was there for, for work doing an IT conference and whatnot. And I was in Vegas at the time and recalling that entire experience that I had, the, the literal moment where I shed my boyhood and began my journey into manhood, uh, where I came upon the realization of what it means to be a man. And I started to learn the first alpha trait, which according to Rollo Tomasi is iron rule of Tomasi one frame is everything. Also known whereas a man makes himself his own mental point of origin, right? The mental point of origin. <laughs> and the thing is, is that I realized that I had worked so hard for my ex-wife. I had worked so hard for my arbitrary life and I literally got nothing out of it. And I was literally an idolater. I was worshiping an idol, the idol of my arbitrary life, the idol of my marriage, which is arbitrary, the idol of my church and my belief system, which was arbitrary, my job, arbitrary. It was all arbitrary. Everything is arbitrary. Here's another way of saying that everything is meaningless or to go even further, as King Solomon would say in Ecclesiastes, it's all vanity. Everything is utterly vanity. He's right. This is so important to understand as ENTPs. You must come to the conclusion. You must see the wisdom behind everything being vanity. 
let's define what vanity is. It's funny, I went on Urban Dictionary last time and people are like, oh, that's not a good source for defining words. Come on, you don't like colloquialisms? Who cares, right? Vanity according to dictionary.com. Let's, let's say that. Uh, there's four ways of interpreting vanity according to dictionary.com. One, excessive pride in one's appearance, qualities, abilities, achievements, etc., character, or quality of being vain, conceit. Well, that sounds like a Wayfair. Sounds like an INTJ, quite frankly. That's like FI child is the inferior. Interesting. Uh, that's like that FI superiority complex we talk about, right? Vanity point number two. An instance or display of this quality of feeling. Okay, so that's an abstraction. Okay, so not the SE interpretation. The uh, That's an NE interpretation of it. Whereas point one would be like an SE interpretation. Uh, well, an SE perception of what's happening outside of that. And then there's point number three, which is something about which one is vain or excessively proud. Okay, you could say that maybe that's TI arrogance. It's TI God complex, right? Yeah, that would be a problem. Vanity. But my favorite part of the definition is point number four. Vanity is the lack of real value. It is hollowness. It is worthlessness. Uh, the van like a vanity of a selfish life, which is the example it's provided. I absolutely agree with King Solomon's approach. I realized just how vain my life really was, how arbitrary it really, really was. And I understood that I was serving at the feet of comforting lies without allowing myself to be freed by unpleasant truths. But if I succumb to the truth and unpleasant truths, I am literally nothing more than a crab sitting in a bucket of other crabs, right? Trying to get out of the bucket after I've been caught, caught in the net with the bait. And I took the bait and with all my other crabs, I ended up inside the bucket. And if I am at the top and I'm able to get out and I'm almost able to get out, the other crabs pull me down. Their, their unpleasant lies pull me down. Their belief systems pull me down. Their comforting lies pull me down. This is why in order to free yourselves and actually obtain happiness, you must risk becoming the pariah. The pariah is the crab who's, who makes it out of the bucket. He's alone. He's in the unknown. He could die. Who knows what happened? Maybe a human will see the crab and put the crab back in the bucket. Maybe the crab will be able to escape and get back into the sea. Maybe the, the crab will suffocate and die. Who knows? So many endless possibility. So many potential threats. And Pareto principle, I'd say 80% chance of dying after making it out of the bucket. 80% chance. That's a lot of risk. Those other crabs in the bucket be like, well, why go to the effort of getting out of the bucket? Why, why, why going to the effort? You're just going to die anyway. You're just going to die. So you may as well just stay here and die with us, right? Misery loves company, right? And those crabs, they pull you, they pull you down, right? And then they keep you down. 
you know, the rest of society with their arbitrary, vain, bullshit beliefs, right? That don't really mean anything, like their belief in the U.S. dollar, right? Or their belief in Bitcoin, right? Or their belief in a COVID-19 vaccine, right? All these other crabs, you know, really holding you down. But hey, the crab who got out of the bucket knows that there's a 20% chance for freedom. A 20% chance that he could live another day. And the risk was worth it to him. Even though he's alone. Even though he's a pariah. Even though he's exiled from the rest of his uh, society, right? Is this not what John the Baptist did? Is this not what Socrates did? It's so interesting. Someone on Facebook recently told me about how uh, when it comes to Socrates, um, you know, they're, they're, um, they're telling me that, uh, you know, like what I'm saying is, is completely untrue and it's not accepted. And because it's not accepted, why listen to me? And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you know, well, what about Socrates? And they're like, well, everyone agrees with Socrates was their response. And I'm like, yeah, but in Socrates' day, no one agreed with Socrates. Don't believe me? Then why did he drink the hemlock? Why did he die? Definite social pressures there, right? Think about it. It's no different for John the Baptist. It was no different for Malcolm X. Good old Malcolm X, another pariah, sacrifice, you know, being killed for his beliefs, you know, as he tried to stick to the truth. And that's the point, folks. That's, that's the main point. Everything is vanity. It's arbitrary. Everything is vanity. Everything is arbitrary. Okay. And when you consider that truth, that too is a truth. This is where TI Trickster of the ENFP becomes TI Master because when they're really saying anything can be true, anything can be false, it's all about what you believe. The part where it's where they say it's all about what you believe, that is a truth. That is TI Master speaking. I have to give great credit um, to the ENFPs for coming to that understanding and then wielding that in the form of power for themselves to protect their own interests, of course. Sometimes they protect the interests of others, which is great um, when they decide to give without um, expecting anything in return, um, when they uh, are more um, virtuous, right, um, with their charity. Uh, that's fantastic when they do that. But again, it's all vanity, folks. It's all vanity. Why is this necessary to talk about? Because when you live in a world where at a minimum of, you know, 80-20 rule, Pareto principle, 80% of the people out there are all about the comforting lies. And you happen to be one of the 20% of people out there who understand the unpleasant truths and prefer the unpleasant truths because you see the freedom that the unpleasant truth gives you. For it is written, the truth will set you free. When you understand that freedom, if you've tasted that freedom, you can't let go. 
But because you've gone for that freedom, because you are on the side of unpleasant truth, you have effectively alienated yourself from the rest of society. The consequences and the cost of being a pariah, the cost of being alienated by the rest of society is great. Let me tell you about it. Jesus once said, quote, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. What does that mean? That means, let me translate it for you in today's contemporary way of understanding. That means if you decide to be on the side of the unpleasant truth and not accept the comforting lies of society, right, and you seek wisdom and you seek humility and you ultimately are doing it for the sake of truth, because once you have truth, you can actually begin to love. Truth brings love. Love is the product of truth, ultimately. You know, T-I-F-E, right? If you if you make that decision, you'll be alienated. You know, I made I made that decision. I was alienated from my family. I was alienated from my church. I was alienated from my community. Speaking the truth has caused me to become an undesirable, right? An undesirable. See, that's the thing. You become undesirable when you speak the truth. Huh. Earlier this week, um, in preparation for this Confessions of an ENTP episode, like I, like, I, like I do sometimes, I like to plant little seeds on Facebook just to see how people could if they already knew these truths or if they understood these concepts ahead of time. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. We're not really sure. Um, but I wanted to have an opportunity to see what people within the community would react to these concepts. Um, so that's why I wrote the following statement. Quote, if you want to be understood, then you will not be desired. What is understanding? Let's define understanding, shall we? Understanding. A mental process of a person who comprehends comprehension, personal interpretation, also known as intellectual faculties, intelligence, mind, superior power of discernment, enlightened intelligence, knowledge of or familiarity with a particular thing, skill in dealing with or handling something, a state of cooperative or mutually tolerant relations between people, a mutual agreement, especially of a private, unannounced or tacit kind, an agreement regulating joint activity or satellite differences, often informal or preliminary in character, the power of abstract thought, or the power of logic, the power of truth. Hmm, interesting. I said, if you want to be understood, then you will not be desired. If you want to live by the unpleasant truths of life and live them so openly in front of other people, you will not be desired. You will, in effect, be alienating yourself. You'll be exiling yourself. 
you will become the pariah. You will be rejected. Therefore, ENTPs understand more than anybody else because of their virtue and vice, the virtue of sincerity, being honest, truthful, to be, to come off understanding to other people that there is a cost. This is why we have the vice of insincerity. See, amongst the 20% of people out there who live their life under the unpleasant truths, right, who are free and live free, those unpleasant truthers, the ENTP does not have to wear their mask because their ENTP is understood, just like John Galt did within his little Atlantis that he created within Ayn Rand's fictional story, Atlas Shrugged. John Galt afterward, uh, by the way, was and is an ENTP, right? Who is John Galt? I am. The point is, you have to understand that to be understood, an ENTP ultimately utilizes their sincerity. Why? Because it is a great want for an ENTP, a great desire for an ENTP to be understood because they are used to everyone misunderstanding them and not understanding them. In fact, the ENTP is the hardest of all the types to understand. I maintain that. Yes. Tell me I have confirmation bias. That's okay. I don't care. I know it's true. <laughs> Even the MBTI people teach that if you can't still can't type the person and if they still don't know what the answer is, just assume ENTP. It's it's literally in their training. Okay? It's there. ENTPs definitely want to be understood. Now let's apply the uh, principles of Frederick Nietzsche. Needs versus wants. I tell you the truth. It is an ENTP want. It is an ENTP desire to be understood. I have to correct myself here because I once claimed that it was a need. Nope. It is not a need. It is a desire. It is a want. It's not a need. The need is to be trusted by those closest to us. That's a need. But... The desire to be understood is a want. It too is vanity. It too is arbitrary. It's arbitrary, right? It's very arbitrary to an ENTP. The thing is, is that their SI depravity can't really tell that, and they assume. And this is something like I have a I have an ENTJ a friend of mine. He's a um, he's um, his name's Titus. Good guy. And he's got an ENTP son, uh, and he's always talking to me about his ENTP son, about how he's constantly trying to show his SI inferior son the difference between needs and wants. And let me tell you something, folks. The SI inferior depravity within ENPs, especially in their youth, they cannot tell the difference between needs and wants because to them it's all the same. It's all the same. It's no different for me. And even me, you know, I'm in my 30s now, and uh, I still struggle with my SI inferior and being able to tell the difference between needs versus wants. You know, that's, uh, that's not what it is, right? 
I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Um, so when it comes to, you know, these people, when you consider needs versus wants, the need is ultimately don't, um, uh, I'm being compared to Sam Harris in the live stream chat. I think Sam Harris is an ENTP and through expert intuition, I guess it would make sense that we would come to the same conclusions. So who cares if you don't like it? leave or are you attached and you can't let go actions over words so it's so interesting judging people based on their actions instead of their words obviously i tell people you should definitely do that for women but it's so interesting when you apply it to men it's far more fascinating if you think about it, far more fascinating and so revealing at the same time. I could study people all day long and never grow bored of it. Now, when, when considering needs versus wants, being understood is a want, it's not a need. And in order for an ENTP really to survive, ultimately, our vice of insincerity, which makes us ENTPs the best liars of all the types. I have to admit that it's, it's a fact. I have not met a better liar than myself. Um, now, while I would claim that, you know, the negative connotation surrounding the word manipulation would definitely fall under uh, ENFPs, and I would say that they're the most manipulative of all the types, while the ENTPs are definitely the greatest liars of all the types. That's for sure. But I've noticed that the manipulation um, of the uh, depravity vice for ENFPs is a survival mechanism for them. Uh, in as much as it is a survival mechanism for any vice any vice out there. The vices and the virtues of each of the types, but the vices can be utilized as survival mechanisms. The vices can be a good thing, an actual good thing. I'm not saying that vices are bad. I'm saying they're neutral. They can be utilized for great evil, but at the same time, it also, like the vices exist to protect ourselves, protect our egos, protect who we are. Uh, so the, it's necessary. Without the vices, our race would cease to exist here on the earth. The vices are as necessary as hypergamy and female solipsism. They're necessary. They're necessary evil, quite honestly. So, you know, it's, it's important. And, uh, Jokester257 in the chat said, you know, he's longing for belonging. Of course, ENTPs have that longing for belonging. ENFPs have that longing for belonging. They both want to fit in in some capacity. Extroverted feeling child of the ENTP wants to be accepted. And uh, TE child wants to have the same status as other people and to have uh, be able to upgrade their people groups on a whim so they could absorb the additional intelligence or smartness uh, of those different people groups that they don't have access to so that they can become better themselves. Super important. This is exactly what uh, uh, Tony Robbins did as an ENFP. 
so the point is is that when it comes uh when it comes to you know these understandings like we have to be insincere with our vice that's what wearing the mask is this is when you reverse polarity on the virtue and vice under the guise of wisdom you know like the 48 laws of power like never outshine the master there are some times see i broke the first law of power never outshine the master i was sincere i exposed an enfp who was running um, a warehouse i worked for most money I ever made in my life was forklift operator at the time he really didn't like me he made me um, do all the really terrible jobs i had to unload furniture baby furniture out of containers myself and onto um, and onto pallets and whatnot sometimes i'd have to do entire containers myself and he did it to punish me and uh i hated it but at the same time it was also making me really strong and really buff and i kind of like that too and it was a huge challenge to my assigned fear to see how much endurance i had but i endured he didn't like that i could endure what he threw at me but then one day he did something so horrible this enfp that he screwed up on a schedule and he scheduled a lot of trucks to join uh, to come into our dock uh, later in the day and uh, deliver baby furniture that we had to take and we ended up putting in an additional six hours of overtime and he stole it from us he stole it from us this was in bellingham washington he stole it from us and he ended up filling out our timesheets for us and screwing us out of our pay pay that we deserve pay that we worked for and I called him out and exposed that to the entire team that he did that I exposed him the first law of power is never outshine the master I was sincere well immediately after that I was homeless and I was homeless for the next two years this happened you know back in the days the crash of 09 and 10 back in those days when no one could get a job I learned my lesson never to violate the uh, first law of power again never outshine the master folks never outshine the master I did and I was sincere and I paid the price this is why you know the virtue and vice of sincerity and sincerity you really have to use any of your virtue or advice regardless of what type you have to use it with wisdom you have to know when to do what that's why you have to ask yourself you know as fi trickster as an entp it's like okay do i allow this man to screw us do i not be sincere because my ne should have told me my ni nemesis should have told me yeah you're gonna lose your job you're gonna have a bad consequence but i didn't understand the principle of never outshine the master because i had fi trickster i had to learn that the hard way because you know entps can't learn from other people's mistakes so we have to learn from our own right trial and error everything in life right andrew while it is true that i did do the right thing as with that too is vanity and that too is arbitrary 
um, it cost me my home and I was homeless. I was homeless with an infant, homeless with an infant. Uh, my pregnant wife at the time, um, we became homeless and my infant son or my son was my firstborn son was born into homelessness for that consequence. That's what I get. That's what I get for being sincere. A friend of mine this week, um, he was very honest with a woman that he liked and he asked her out and she rejected him. Cause he was honest, right? The point is folks, is that sometimes wearing the mask is so necessary for us because in order for us to survive, we still have to somehow integrate with the other 80% of people out there within society that believes and follows and worships at the feet of the comforting lies. So we put on a mask to conceal ourselves so that we look like those other people who are worshiping at the feet of comforting lies, even though the reality is we are all about unpleasant truth and we're able to navigate through society as a result. Because even to people who subscribe to the comforting lies, you know, in order for us to be understood, an ENTP must be sincere. We want to be understood. This is why we are sincere, because by being sincere, we're able to breed understanding because it's true, unfettered, pure logic, right? With TI parent, TR parent, pessimism and skepticism, right? And it's that kind of purity of truth, as pure as we can get it, even though we're not TI child, but as pure as we can get it, is so that we could be understood. But in doing so, there's great cost. And then no one wants us, especially, especially those, the 80% of people out there, the eight out of 10 people out there who subscribe to the comforting lies, right? And so we have to wear our mask so that our any hero can be desired so that our SI inferior can survive. It's more interesting if you look at it in terms of being a man, 17 times the amount of testosterone that a woman has. We definitely like having sex. It's a priority for us. It's a priority for men. We have testosterone. You could see this in in, uh, you know, there's a concept known as lesbian bed death, where statistically it was proven that lesbians have far less sex than uh, anybody else, than uh, homosexual or heterosexual relationships. Homosexual between men, when I say that, by the way, not lesbian relationships. It's because you have so much estrogen and not enough testosterone present in the relationship to facilitate uh, the sexual act. Lesbian bed death is a thing. Um, statistically, that is. I'm sure your relationship might be a special snowflake, but it's a thing. And uh, based on that, you know, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to the context, you know, of attraction, right? You know, being an ENTP male or even being a crusader male, crusaders can, uh, because, you know, 
early in our lives, we we have all of our feminine traits being natural and our masculine alpha traits are learned behaviors as we get older, whereas, you know, STP men and NTJ men uh, end up starting out with their uh, masculine traits first and they have to develop their feminine side later in their life, but not not crusader men. No, it's the other way around. And because it's a learned behavior, they may not learn especially won't learn because the mature masculine has been all but completely annihilated by this uh, feminine society. So like if an ENTP, you know, trying to facilitate those, you know, sexual needs, the needs for sexual relationship as is our biology. And we are completely sincere, especially since 80% of the women out there live their life under the comforting lies, right? Um, there is absolutely nothing desirable about an absolutely 100% honest and sincere, sincere with that Effie child, sincere, cute little ENTP. Because wearing the mask itself is actually far more desirable, statistically, to the women. Because look at all that mystery, look at all that mystique, you know? Because that, that is desirable. That is where the attraction is. That's where we can utilize our seductive style as ENTPs to become the coquette. Because the coquette is all about this cat and mouse game. And I'm the mouse. I am Jerry and you're a Tom. Good luck if you can catch me. Good luck. Good luck. No matter how you much you want me or how much you chase me, can you really take me? Let's see if you can. Let's see if you got what it takes. So interesting. The person in my life who is so insanely attached to me, who can't let go, and then lashes out consistently towards me on a regular basis, completely invalidating all of their positive behaviors. They just like this yo-yo that goes up and down, and it's just like, are you... Are you going to have, like, a sexual relationship with somebody else and try to, like, overwrite me already? Or are you just never going to be let go? Like, come on. What are you going to do, right? But the mask. The mask ultimately makes any hero that much more desirable as an ENTP. Being an ENTP. Because if you take your mask off, ENTPs, you lose your power. You lose your influence. You lose your ability, your nobility, around those that worship at the feet of the comforting lies of this corrupt, vain society. That's the truth. I don't care what this audience thinks or believes about that. That's a fact. That's really a fact. So... You know how men are often judged by their height or they're judged by their age when it comes to being in relationships with women? I'm going to paraphrase a, a phrase here or two. Um, but I'm going to quote a conversation that I had with a dear friend of mine. And he admitted to me... Um, that he learned a lesson, you know, that if a girl ever asked me about my age or my height, 
uh, I probably should tell her to guess or something because uh, admitting to it is just going to leave me judged and ultimately rejected, you know, in that situation. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably true because what's going to happen, you know, if I am, you know, a really, really young ENTP, right, who doesn't have, you know, the marks of suffering and the marks, the scars and the and the marks of life, basically, that prove to women that I would be attractive because my introverted sensing suffering has made me strong and women can sense strength instantly, you know, off of a man. And this is why it's so hard for SI inferior men when they're young to basically get laid because their lack of life experience is so obvious to other women so obvious because their weakness is so obvious right so then you have to wear the mask right and i'm like here is my response to a woman if i was you know your age or height and being aged in that direction and i would say this hey i'm i'm 40 obviously medical science is a miracle that is a far more attractive response instead of just being honest with them, isn't it? As much as women would claim that they want honesty. You can't judge or take, you know, women at their word always. You have to judge them by their actions. Because the reality of the situation is he did answer honesty, honestly and he did reject her, even though they were compatible, even though it would have been a great relationship. But biology, and she still rejected him. So then I told him, just wear the mask. You get punished for being honest. Coquette them. Never show your hand. That's what I told him. And his response, this is so effy child. Why does the world encourage me to lie? It's almost as if lying is a virtue. And I said, it is for us. Don't forget, vices aren't evil. Like in sincerity, they are necessary evil, therefore a form of justified evil. And then he's like, well, what is it in me that urges me to be honest? Like extroverted feeling child. And I'm like, turn it off. When an ENTP is honest, he has no power, no attraction. There is no mystery. Why take the mystery away? Mystique is our coquettish way. Why would you take that away? Never show your hand, right? And he's like, okay, I see that. Now this breeds another conflict. And I'm like, sometimes you can show your hand though, if they aren't expecting you to do so. Keeps them guessing because the unpredictability keeps the mystery going, right? He responds, I always thought if I was honest, it would be easier to be understood. So does every other ENTP, man. But it's at the expense of mystery and attraction. So I guess being understood and being desired are at conflict. Yes. Yes, it is. Wow, this sucks. Is what he's response. And then I responded to him. I was yelling at this point. No one wants to understand you. And no one ever will. Except maybe your mother. But even that is iffy. So stop trying. Just realize you will understand others. You're an ENTP. We can understand others. But they will never understand you. It's the cost of understanding itself. 
You will always be alone. Remember that crab out of the bucket, folks? You'll always be alone in this way. And the fact that you won't be understood, guess what, my friend? The fact that you won't be understood is what makes you attractive in the first place. So stop trying. You being misunderstood accentuates the power of the desirability generated from your extrovert intuition hero, ENTPs. Even INTPs, hmm? ENFPs, all you NPs, you NE users, you high NE users, yes? Hmm? Stop trying. Stop. You're getting in the, it's like you're swimming in a river going the, against the current, right? Hmm? I said, you're supposed to be the phantom of the opera. Opera. Ugh. Notice the mask that the Phantom of the Opera actually wears. Notice the mask that I wear. Tell me, why does the Mandalorian wear a mask? Mandalorian culture is crusader culture, after all. He is an ENTP-focused ENTP ISFJ, after all. This is the way. And I said, I shed plenty of tears over this shit in my life. Then I realized the truth. People prefer comforting lies over unpleasant truth. Therefore, give the people what they want, any hero. And then they will give you what you want. Because cognitive orbit, societal cognitive orbit. <laughs> give them what they want. And then they will give you an eye. They will want you, right? Gosh, everything is so arbitrary in this society. Everything is such vanity. I hate it. I hate reality. Because I can't live in reality. I can't be real. Because if I am real, I am rejected. I am not desirable. I am unwanted. Don't you see how the functions work? Flowing around like atoms. And I'm like, you need to put yourself above needs. Them, they are less than wants. Them, less than wants. You need to be above the wants. Focus on your needs. Therefore, the ENTP want is to be understood, but the ENTP need is to be desirable. It is a survival mechanism after all. This, folks, is why we wear the mask. This, folks, is why we lie so much. In each case, the logic shows mental point of origin. You are the sun, but what kind of sun? For everything orbits the sun. Everything orbits the SI inferior. Just like everything orbits the any hero. As the polarity shifts between positive and negative charge within the, our cognitive functions. More on that in season 18, if you haven't watched season 18. See us joseph.life forward slash typegrid. Sign up. You get season 18 videos emailed to you once a month. Check that out. If you are missing some episodes from season 18, you can watch all of them as a member. See us joseph.life forward slash members. Grab a journeyman membership. It's only 29 bucks a month. And it's got a crap ton of content in there. Good luck binge-watching all that. Good luck. So I'd say to my ENTP friend, you are the sun, but what kind of sun? A black sun. 
who conceals its light and it's only shown to those it chooses. This is why the mask only partially con conceals the face, right? Just like our sun uh, partially so shows its light, become the black sun who everybody orbits, hoping for a chance at a ray of light. This is how you must live your life. Only reveal things to those who have earned it or worked for it or who have actually spent the time desiring you or sought after you. Never reveal to anyone who doesn't deserve it. He's like, okay, I understand. And I said, be thankful for your failure with this woman. Go fail some more with other women. For each rejection, each failure, your SI inferior grows. You know, uh, and then I and I'm saying, you know, with for with each failure, each black, you're, you're the black sun that you are, that you have your mask, it grows and it creates more gravity, more desire, more magnetism, the power of the seductive style of the ENTP coquetry. Right. Hmm? His response. Uh, I'm thankful. Thanks for telling me this. It would have taken me years to get this. I would have endured trying to be honest. Um, thank you for telling me the painful truths. That's what I need. I responded. I wish someone did this for me. This is why I do it. No one did this for me. And honestly, bro, I don't want you to live my past. So. And that, my friends, is why I do this. That's why... I'm all about sharing my confessions of an ENTP so you too don't have to live my past and instead you can have a much better future for I know the plans I have for you to prosper you and to give you a future and a hope. And that concludes uh, tonight's episode of Confessions of an ENTP. Wearing the mask, is lying a virtue? I'll let you decide. Happy New Year, folks. And uh, LOL Rakanishu, without aspects of yourself creates, withholding aspects of yourself creates desire because the mystery allows others to fill in aspects of yourself with their own ideals. Well said, good sir. Well said. Even Raka continues to take me to school, which I appreciate. Thanks, bro. Ah, that's some good stuff. That's really good. I recently discovered how to measure um, the Chick-fil-A Chicken Club, and I was able to fit it into my macros uh, for my food plan. I love me Chick-fil-A a little too much. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> happy New Year, folks. Um, you're right, Gustavo, Jesus never wore a mask, but he's not an ENCP either. He is an INFJ, but, and I definitely do appreciate, uh, you know, Christ's example. But then again, I am the one with sin, and I'm the one who has to survive. He's not going to judge me for that. 
he's not. Especially if he was involved or overseeing my creation according to Christian lore, right? So, no, this is not coffee. Um, this, uh, what is this? This is an interesting health concoction, uh, but it's, uh, it's black elderberry. It's black elderberry. Um, so yeah, Railgun got me a black elderberry drink and she's also got, uh, this amazing, um, I think it's like chamomile stress relief tea, ginger, ginger really boosts testosterone and I take it all the time and it like really works. I try to have two cups of ginger tea a day and I'm just like, dang. And then I put in like Dr. Berg's electrolytes. It's like so good. You are most welcome, Dumbledolf. Um, I would say to you, and I'm not trying to fluff, fluff you up when I say this, um, you're actually one of my most favorite people in the community. Some days you challenge me and think I'm a hack. Some days you support me. But regardless, I appreciate the challenge that you bring and the support that you bring because I see you as a very neutral person and I like to be neutral as well as FI Trickster should be. And I think that neutrality has some serious value. So I would like to thank you personally for actually being part of this community. I really appreciate it. Um, so I wouldn't know anything about that, Miss Alchemist. I wouldn't know anything about that. Although it's funny you bring that up because my ESTP uh, cousin, like he, he um, he like got that and like put that in someone, he, he got it at a gas station or something. And he, uh, he put that in someone's, um, I thought it was a myth, but he put it in one of our friends drinks one time when we were at a bar. And that was some funny shenanigans. That was like some good, uh, shenanigans. Thank you. Uh, Fomal Hout. I appreciate the super chat. Um, <laughs> uh, I have played Bioshock. I really enjoyed Bioshock. Um, are Dr. Bird's supplements worth it? Yeah, actually, they're they're fully supported by uh, John Brisson. Um, speaking of which, actually, I do want to say um, something. Uh, I want to I want to tell you guys a little bit of a story um, about uh, something really cool. And I just you know I'm just doing this for friends. Um, uh, uh, Hold on one second. Uh, okay. Uh, but a um, friend of mine, I like. So um, I don't. I don't know. I haven't told the story in a while, so I don't know if you guys remember or not. But uh, do you guys know why the YouTube channel actually exists, or like how it came into existence, or like this whole enterprise or whatever? Um, cause we're coming up on our fourth year anniversary on March 18th. March 18th is the, uh, is the anniversary four days after steak and blowjob day. If you are a woman and not aware of steak, what steak and blowjob day is, that is March 14th. And that is exactly one month after Valentine's day. It's like the male version of Valentine's day, steak and blowjob day. Never forget this. It's very important. Um, 
Oh, nice. That's a good text message. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, yes, it is a letter to my son, but... Uh, I uh, I had a I had contracted a really bad liver disease due to liver damage sustained um, from having too much MCT oil with being on keto. <laughs> Thank you, beauty. <laughs> and um, believes in equality. What the hell? Who said I believe in equality? Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, um, no, you got it. You're good. So I, I actually, uh, I actually got, um, so I had liver damage. I had some like really bad liver damage and I, it was falling apart and I thought I was going to die basically, you know, and, uh, I was working with fixyourgut.com, John Brisson there, and, uh, he was able to reverse the liver damage and, one of the things that severely helped me health-wise um, was this. This is uh, liposomal glutathione, and uh, it really, really helped me out. Now, there's so many different forms of liposomal glutathione out there. I know I'm not being paid to say this, like, at all. Like, I'm not. Um, but uh, this is the specific kinds uh, that they recommended to me, and glutathione is the most powerful antioxidant in the body and it really really helped reverse the liver damage that i had and i was so afraid of dying that i'm like oh crap everything i know about psychology is going to go to waste i need to upload my brain to the internet to leave some kind of legacy behind as a letter to my son basically and here we are luckily because of using things like this and other things in my life um i I, you know, with, with John's influence and also a few other uh, practitioners and experts, I was able to, you know, get control of my condition and reverse the damage of the MCT oil, with which I'm extremely grateful for. And I'm really grateful for these people. So it's awesome. Um, so, so yeah, I, I highly recommend you guys, like, get away from you know, like, just realize that if you're using MCT oil, I'm not saying it's bad, it's just like, I was using it to excess, like extreme excess, and it destroyed my liver. Um, so, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying that, and I think, I think like, Booga within the uh, community says there's like, different kinds of MCT oil, and some that are more healthy, and some of them are more harmful, and you gotta know the distinction. I like, I had no idea, I really had no idea in those days, and it was, it was pretty scary. So, um, uh, uh, it, most of it was keto, Ruby Soul Gym, yes, most of it was, but, uh, I, I had to get there, um, and, uh, how much was I doing? Oh, gosh, <sighs> I think I was doing, like, two teaspoons for, like, my bulletproof coffee in the morning, but I'd have bulletproof coffee sometimes twice a day, and it was just... It was just the stupidest thing. Not only that, we put MCT oil in like literally everything. Like, 
uh, my ex-girlfriend, Kim, who's an ENFJ at the time, made me Dave Asprey's Get Some Ice Cream, which is just loaded with MCT oil. And I'd have a bowl of that every day, you know, as I inferior depravity, right? And that just, like, got into, like, something crazy. Okay, yeah, so Buga says, C8, I think, is better. That mixes with C10, which is cheaper and dirtier. Okay. And, well, it took me... It took me about four months after MCT oil, and that's when I started getting sick uh, at, at that standpoint. Um, and things just kind of fell apart for me. And John and I you know, worked for years to try to reverse the damage. And, and we've gotten things, you know, you know, vastly improved from where it was. Um, healthy enough even that, like, I could do, um, you know, calorie restriction with cutting, 40% of my calories protein, 7% of my calories uh, carbs, the rest of it fat, basically, uh, you know, uh, and then like cutting slowly over time, you know, to, to further drop the fat and then gaining muscle while I'm training, etc. Although I still have my sustained shoulder injury, which is healing. I need to do some more, um, need to do some more um, uh, things with that. But anyway, for those of you that in the audience who had like a, a similar issue with me, or if you want to have like the most powerful antioxidant that the body makes, you can go get this. Um, and a company who makes it is known as Formline uh, Performance. Um, and uh, Formline Performance, I think it's formline.co, F-O-R-M-L-I-N-E.co. And that's why I get this. Um, I actually double dose it. For me, I don't recommend people double dose it. Um, there's actually different ways depending on what you deal with in your life or whatever in terms of like what dose you should take. But it tastes like really good. I love it. Of course, my mother, she talks about this product and she's like, oh, it's it's like your, 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 it's texture is like um, um, infant poop. And I'm like, how do you know what that tastes like, mom? Oh, what, what are you not telling me here? And in fact, you know what? I don't want to know. But uh, if you guys go to formline.co um, to help out John Brisson, uh, who, a man that I love dearly, and fixyourgut.com, you guys could use code fixyourgut for a discount if you want to try it. Again, not paid to say this whatsoever. I'm just, I'm not paid to say this. I'm not getting any benefit out of it, but, you know, taking responsibility for meeting your own needs and like focusing on health and understanding and being open-minded, it's really hard for people to do. And I wish somebody else had taken the time to teach me about these things so that I could have repaired, you know, my liver damage, you know, sooner than later. So just giving you guys a tip, that's all. And um, maybe, maybe one day I'll have like an affiliate link for Formline, who knows, but you know, I. But the thing is, is that I'm also trying to benefit John uh, and fix your gut. Um, I think he's also got like a half off sale in his coaching right now, which I've actually referred a lot of the coaching clients here at CSJ to John. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from those coaching clients. And again, I'm not getting any kickbacks from John either when I say it. And I think he might even have a coaching sale right now. 
But if you guys got some ailments and the allopaths, the doctors don't really know, this guy, like, he just knows. And you can actually search, like, on this YouTube channel where he's been a guest with some streams in the past. Just go to stream, search Brisson, B-R-I-S-S-O-N. You'll find the streams that he was on. He even was on, like, uh, one of our Cutting Edge episodes or Ruby conferences, as they used to be known, and you can check that out, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh yeah, um, yeah, Melissa's absolutely right. Like, be really careful about Tylenol. And my mom was like, all ready. They they were like, all down. Um, okay, so it so it is uh, formline.co. Thank you. Um, yeah, I know. It's 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 good and it works. Like, I've had you know whenever like I've had severe liver pain you know i just i really take it because a lot of people don't understand how glutathione works is that eventually like if you're fighting something over time your glutathione that your body naturally makes gets um really depleted you know and then having like just boom a big thing of glutathione just really like helps you out i've noticed a big difference for myself from an si and fury standpoint um and there's tons of research on it i'm actually bringing on a um a health and fitness expert on the live stream to talk about health and fitness from a psychological standpoint and who can benefit from that. I think he's going to be, I think we're going to have like a morning live stream at 11 Eastern, not this Saturday, but a week from Saturday actually. And he's going to be going live and with me and he's going to talk about health and fitness and some of the challenges that he sees and whatnot. And then we're going to try to translate those health and fitness challenges uh, to, um, uh, you know, to the 16 types. It's going to be a fun episode. I, I'm really excited to have that. But he actually, um, he, he was a content creator for, for Bulletproof.com for a while. So I'll be happy to have him on the show and introduce him to you guys. But that guy too, like he heavily backs this. You know, so fair enough. But yeah, just just a nice tip for you guys. I figure might be a thing. So, um, all right. Well, how would you describe the unconfident ENTPs and what are causes that lead them to be like that? Just lack of life experience, literally. Yeah, and please stop spamming or I'm just going to ban you, seriously. Like, seriously, stop. Like, I'm not going to reward spamming anymore. So if, like, anyone else does it, like, they're done. So just don't do it. Like, calm down, please. Uh, the shoulder sucks. <laughs> it's better, but it's still a problem. Like, I, I injured the tendons uh, on the front and the side. Uh, so it's, it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, spamming works, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, unless the mod's already banned, uh, that could have happened. That would have been cool. So, you know. Um, all right. Uh, okay. I'll die for my integrity. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, spend 40 days in nature. That sounds good. Yeah, it does. 
Can someone define depravity? I searched for and I got something like exaggerated self sexual behavior. It's more of a um, it's more like a, a form of self gratification, almost on the level of narcissism, but it's completely different. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a feeding your sensual desires consistently and without ceasing. You know, uh, I, I I think is how I would define it. So, um, okay, uh, all right, um. Uh, did you ever get a chance to look into Keto Connect? No, I didn't. Um, tendon pain sets you back. I've done that a few times now. Yeah, it really does. And healing it is really hard. It takes forever. I think I had uh, a tendon impingement or something like that. Shoulder impingement. I don't know. But I have to keep going to physical therapy, which is, like, not fun. Uh, so... Um, uh, an ESFP woman who is depraved will just don't enable her literally uh, yeah thank, thank you Dumbledore that's, that, that's exactly right short term pleasure over long term thank you um, yeah uh, okay um Did the mod get banned for spanning? What? I, I'm just hanging out, Diamond Bow. That's all. The tendons are just the universe trying to take my freedom away. What? Do you have a Pellegrino cellar? You know, I've actually been drinking like these AHAs actually a lot recently. I've kind of kind of dialed back the Pellegrino. I usually use the Pellegrino for the gym, and I'm like literally like, I don't know who James, Janie, or Johnny is. Um, I have no idea what that is, but I'm like that, I'm like that snobby guy who goes to the gym and instead of having like a typical water bottle, I'm drinking Pellegrino, you know, instead. And everyone's looking at me like, what is your problem, dude? And I'm like, it's got trace minerals and sodium in it, man. Hashtag electrolytes. Get off my back. And I'm like, you get a case of it at Costco, like, seriously, it's actually pretty not expensive. But apparently, there's a problem. Uh, you know, gosh, I had this ESTJ guy who's like 50 come up to me and like give me shit about my Pellegrino. And I'm like, whatever, dude, like, do whatever you want, <laughs> you know? So. So. Being uh, stuck in your comfort zone is what makes uh, ENTPs unhealthy. And stop thinking people have, like, quote, mental issues because that's arbitrary. So, yeah, I hope there is no shoulder ne needed on my, uh, um, on my shoulder either. So, I, I hope it's, I hope it's fine. So, yes, advanced Gatorade. <laughs> uh, Austrian economics. I like Austrian economics. 
Um, what is all that glutathione good for? It's an antioxidant. An antioxidant gets rid of cancer cells. You know, it just it helps the body clean itself up. It's pretty nice. Also protects uh, protects ox protects you from oxidation. You know, kind of like uh, um, whole food vitamin C, right? You started off as a forklift dryer. For God's sakes, why do you think you know more than anyone else? I don't, Calvin. Why are you assuming? Unless you're talking to someone else and I'm assuming. Then I've just made an ass of you and me, so who knows what we're talking about, because I don't. Uh, if your shoulder is sore, best shit for it is that rubber band therapy. Yeah, that's true. I am doing some of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, anyone can claim they're bipolar or ADD or ADHD or whatever. So, it's it, again, it's arbitrary. It's vanity. It's all vanity. It's not actually real. So, yeah, just eat clean. Um, yeah, like I, uh, I uploaded, we uploaded uh, how to parent ISTJs for the members today, but the sound on it is like terrible. So we're going to re-upload it with the sound adjusted just to get it fixed. So if you guys are watching it, like, wow, what is this crap? And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's, I turned down the gain and I really shouldn't have, and I regret it. Uh, what are my FI trickster values? Why don't you just watch more videos and find out? Okay. Yeah, it's an old saying, Ariana. It's a really old saying. I guess I sound old when I say that. Is that an effy thing to like people who like themselves more than anyone else? It's more, well, I don't know. It's probably a crusader thing to like people that don't like you. I like being utilitarian. I kind of am in some ways, but in some ways I'm not. Is the dark triad also arbitrary? Yes, it is. Um, uh, could said, no, I'm not talking about that. Okay. Who is your favorite well-known philosopher? Probably Pythagoras. Uh, Pythagoras and Socrates, those two, probably. Uh, do NTJs and SFP women's prefer men's with crusade feminine traits? Yeah, technically, but the crusaders need to have their masculine traits learned too because those Wayfair women want to have the whole package, not just part of the package. Let's be honest. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Candace. Psychology is a one-size-fits-all fuzzy idiotic representation of humanity. You mean psychiatry is. Should ENTPs use sincerity opportunistically if they have to use insincerity for their need? It depends on them. It depends. <laughs> of course it's in your head, Harry, but why on earth would that mean it's not real? <laughs> That's good times. <laughs> That's hilarious. But chill. Yeah, we do never settle, am I right? Yeah, exactly. Alright, well folks, um, you guys enjoy the uh, final day of uh, the year. Happy New Year. I'm actually going to take my leave at this time. And uh, thank you all for being my audience. 
I really appreciate all of you. I hope you uh, folks benefit from uh, my past and my suffering and my pain so that you don't have to live it. And uh, yeah. Anywho, uh, I'll see you guys later. Probably hanging out in the Facebook public group. We'll see. Anywho, have a good night.